0: It's Mario, it's Murray, and it's time for more Mississippi State football talk here in the Doghouse on the Bleed Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Doghouse, all of you regulars and our new guest as we talk Bulldog football. And thanks to our sponsor, Bet Online, where the game starts. And thanks to our newest supporter, Butcher Box. I'm your host, David Murray, and he's the All American Bulldog linebacker and nine season NFL performer, Mario Hagen. All right, Mario. Uh, we are going to talk college football. We got to get this out of the way quickly. You're out there in the Dallas area. I'm here in Mississippi state where our proudest alum of the last decade is a certain quarterback for Dallas. What the heck is going on with the Cowboys?
1: <laughs> exactly what Jerry Jones, uh, set him up for. He, he doesn't have a, a bench. He doesn't have a, a, a cornerstone uh, after injuries. Uh, that's, that's what happened when you're your owner, GM, just cares about the money and not about the players.
0: All I know is, as a reporter, when the owner is the one who gives more press conferences than the coach, you probably got an internal issue going on there. But, hey, I'm not the gazillionaire who built a fabulous stadium in the middle of Texas. So far be it from this broke farm boy to criticize what he's doing other than good Gosh, Jack, please, man, get well fast soon. Get
1: well soon, Jack. I I believe me, I think uh, a fifth grader could put together a better roster than Jerry Jones had.
0: You know, it's a good thing you're starting to sound like an alumni too, Mario. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's turn to college football. We're two weeks, two games, and two victories for Mississippi State. Now comes not just the next test, but the biggest in September. The Bulldogs are bound for an address that, well, I'll let a guy who played in Tiger Stadium a couple of times himself tell us. Mario, describe what playing LSU meant to you.
1: Well, if playing against LSU,
0: <laughs>
1: play at LSU. So I'll, I'll give you both, David. Uh Planet. Back in my day when we were playing, uh, LSU obviously has always been a proud uh, football program, a proud school. So rolling up against those guys at the time, uh, Mississippi State, I believe, hadn't beat, beaten LSU in quite a while. And we were able to beat uh, LSU down in Starkville in, in 1999, as most of the, most of the uh, fans remember on uh, Roger Gibson's one-yard touchdown run at the end of the game that was so controversial for so many years. Uh, after that, you know, we weren't able to come close to beating LSU until uh, the, the years of Dan Mullen. So be, uh, beating LSU and playing LSU was a huge deal for uh, Mississippi State's football program. Now, <laughs> going down into Baton Rouge <laughs> and, and playing uh at, at, at Tiger Stadium, let, let me just give you walk you through an experience here. <laughs> I mean, Tell us, I, man. Tell first us. First of all, it, it used to be they would only schedule you at night, all right. And so, when I, I, we come to find out the reason that they only schedule you at night, was just so the cages can get drunk down there in Baton Rouge. <laughs> <laughs> you pull up in your in your in your uh, team bus. And, and I can remember it vividly. We pull up, and those 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 jokers just started banging on our bus, trying to intimidate us. So that that's part one of the story, right there. Part part two of the story, you get oh, uh, part. Sorry, had a little phone alarm there. Let me know it's time <laughs> to keep going, baby. But part two of that story is you 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 get out and you walk out into the stadium. They had this huge huge. I'm sure that that one has died by now. But this huge bingo tiger sitting right there when you walk out of the locker room, another intimidating factor for for teams, if you don't have your mind right. And not only that, you get out there and the crowd is sitting. I I can remember getting my ankles taped, David, and the crowd is nothing more than about five feet screaming, you son, you're terrible. Go back to me. And God knows whatever other stuff. So you talk about playing. And an intimidating In fact that your mind is not right. That is a tough, tough place to play. And the Bulldog got to be ready going into the on Saturday night.
0: Absolutely. You talked about the Tiger. Um, I think what was one of those trips is with your teams. I was, of course, you know, I, I used to photograph the game. So I'm on the sideline and not really paying attention to what's going on around me. Just watching the guys warm up. And then I kind of feel something behind me. I turn and they'd pull that big uh, cage up with a cheerleader's hat, and I'm staring into a pair of big green eyes from about four feet away. I will tell you that uh, the tiger was not the one who blinked first in that situation. There, (laughs) that cat and that, like you say, and Matt White and I, your teammate, we were talking about it yesterday on his radio show. That um, they would put him out there and they trained him how to roar using a uh, inflatable tiger that he hated and they would bring it out just in time to aggravate him when the players were in the locker room. So you couldn't avoid it. But uh, you had your win against LSU. Of course, you mentioned Rod Gibson, the most famous unconscious touchdown in Bulldog history because Rod had a concussion to play before and was not even aware he'd scored until later. Um, some frustrating games after that. Of course, you were there for the uh, Brandon Tofield non-touchdown touchdown a year later.
1: God, it's tough. Oh my God, you talk about revenge. That was a revenge call for sure.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, now you would never say an SEC football official would have a revenge on their mind, would you? Okay, don't answer that. I mean, even. Okay, I won't, David. I won't. (laughs) We both have to keep our press passes in mind. Uh, We're going to talk more about LSU, obviously, but uh, first, let's um, talk about our sponsor, Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, which is now going into the home stretch, the National Football League, which is just underway, as Mario and I talked about, the NBA, the NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. Betonline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to bet Online today, or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code, all caps, believe BLEA, BLEA, BLEAV50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Let's talk about a game that's over with, uh, Mississippi State's success at Arizona. The Wildcats punched first, and maybe in some minds here, there was concern the dogs were coming out flat. And even later in the game, when it ought to have been locked away, there was a fluke turnover that kept Arizona in contention. And, uh, oh, no, here we go again could be heard across Bulldog country. Didn't happen. The coaches kept their cool. Uh, Well, except for one flag on one coach who forgot to stay on the white grass when you're protesting a no-call, and the players stayed poised. Mario, what did you think about the victory at Arizona? Not just the fact that State's now 2-0, but how they did it and the execution Uh, handling the late, late, late hours, the long day, getting ready for a game, and just taking care of business?
1: Well, you have to be happy with a 2-0 start. There's no coach in America that wouldn't be proud and happy with a 2-0 start. But, David, I got to kind of wonder about the two opponents that were played that that Mississippi State has played. They won. But I thought more of Arizona until Saturday night. Mm Mm-hmm. I got a closer look at them. At them, and Mississippi State won. They did it in a fashion that, probably, in my opinion, most people wouldn't think. When you name the air raid, I think they had a better, a bigger night on the ground that allowed Will uh, Will Rogers to set up a lot of passes because you had to play the bulldog offense. Honestly, but when I look at the small pieces of the game, I didn't see a, a dominant Arizona team. Neither did I see a dominant Mississippi State team who was getting ready to set, up, set themselves up for an SEC game, an SEC schedule run. I, I, I like the victory. I, I like the points put up. I, I think a lot of Will Rogers. But, man, I had some worries, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Because in my opinion, Mississippi State defense got off a little bit because Arizona got behind. But early in the game, David, if you pay attention, Arizona was able to punch first uh, in the opening drive, the opening quarter. And they were able early to stay in the game because they were able to run the ball. Arizona's quarterback got to running around a little bit. Gave Mississippi State a couple turnovers, a couple three and out. The Bulldogs were able to get up. and So Arizona had to play from behind. So when you play from behind, what happened? Your defense gets to pin the ears back. Arizona has to play pass almost every play to keep up. And I think that let the Bulldog defense off just a little bit. I, David, I think they can handle it, but I'm a little bit worried going into an SEC slip.
0: You know, you bring up what a lot of fans and media have talked about too. And, and yes, I will agree that Arizona kind of gave the defense a break in the fact that their quarterback, if he had kept running um, more than he did when he escaped some of those rushes and got out, maybe if he had run more instead of a looking to throw downfield because, you know, those Bulldog defensive backs – they're going to have their back turned to you chasing their receivers and maybe you've got some ground to gain, but I think he just got rattled and wanted to get the ball out of his hand. So I I agree with you. I think they caught a break there. LSU, there might not be such breaks to catch against Jaden Daniels, but um, we'll, we'll get to that in a moment there. I do want to talk about, uh, you know, Arizona got the ball first and scored on it, but still that didn't slow state down. And now uh, whatever you think of the quality of the competition, the first two games, Each first quarter series has produced a touchdown, not just a field goal or a kick, but a touchdown. So state's coming out strong, whereas, you know, in previous years, they tend to start a little bit slowly. And even players we talked to this week admitted so. Said now they're coming out. Leach is stressed. You've got to set the tone. You've got to score. You've got to make the other team at least play with you. And better than that, play from behind. So I think you're putting your finger on something. That's definitely of interest. Uh, put it another way, it might do them well to win the coin toss and get the ball this week if they possibly can. Um, but, you know, Jaden Daniels, we you saw him in the Florida State game, how he was able to scramble, maybe not by choice, but certainly it turned out to be their best offensive weapon. Uh, that brings up a thought. Who was the best scrambler you ever had to chase across the college field?
1: Uh, I, during my time, let me – think about that it, it, you're talking about quite some time ago
0: <laughs>
1: uh, I don't re- if I can remember it. I don't remember many guys back then David we had a defense that that, w- that was pretty stiff and so there weren't many guys that were able to just run around on that bulldog defense but if I had to give one um and he didn't run much but Rohan David, and and that says a lot because he didn't run much on a on our defense but he was Probably a good scrambler, and that time I, I we played guys like Eli Manning, who was pocket passer. We played the Peelberry Doughboy up in Kentucky, <laughs> who, who <laughs> definitely wasn't running. Rex he- Grove set out in Florida, so weren't very many that were running at the time in the SEC.
0: No, and um, it's really not what LSU wants to do. Obviously, that's certainly not within Brian Kelly's resume. You look at all the teams he's coached, but right now, that's what he's got is a guy who's probably better on the move than he is staying in the pocket. And that leads up a point I wanted to ask you about. You know, State came very close to a bunch of sacks the other night, certainly had a ton of hurries. I know some fans are frustrated with the sacks, but the quarterback just did a great job evading and getting off some pretty ridiculous throws. But A, it hurt his, perc- or his completion percentage because he was throwing recklessly like that. It did create a couple of turnovers, and it took them out of their plan. I think State got a dose, too, of, We're going to have to chase a guy that we may not be able to bring down, so we've got to contain. How does a defender stay all-out aggressive and yet stay under control about a guy that if you miss him and he steps past you, he can go a long ways?
1: Well, uh, you know, I don't want to speak for Coach Arnett's game plan, but a guy, if you're worried about uh, Jaden Daniels uh, getting out and making the big plays with his feet – uh, you you have to sometimes press your luck and run a spy defense. Keep a guy uh, on him at all times. Their sole responsibility is to keep him in the pocket and make him throw the football and make him stop his feet uh, with uh, other other linemen chasing him. Again, the other night, they were able to let Arizona's quarterback. Uh, I can't say his last name. I know he's number seven. I, keep, I can't pronounce it as well. But you're two different guys here. Daniels, I believe will look to run if he's in trouble. He'll look to get those extra yards. He won't look to force it downfield. Uh Arizona's quarterback was looking to go downfield and try to show his arm talent. And I think that's the difference between the both of them. The guy from LSU Daniels will will definitely uh try and make Mississippi State pay with his foot, with his feet, whereas Daniels wanted to wanted to show his arm talent off. And I think it hurt him more than it helped him in the game on Saturday night.
0: I think it will, too. Um, Of course, you watch the Florida State game, and he made some throws under pressure there, and part of it, I think, I'm not sold on Florida State as being a very good defensive team either, but it's early. We're still trying to figure some guys out. Defenses now have some material to scout Daniels on. Uh, Of course, LSU has a new staff, but they've got plenty of game tape from what Brian Kelly and his staff did at Notre Dame, albeit totally different systems, totally different level of athletes. But now Mike Leach and his staff have had a chance to study some tendencies up there that will be translated down to Baton Rouge, filtered through a running quarterback. My concern on the other side of the ball is, and Steve Robertson and I have talked about this several times, LSU looks like their secondary can be exploited. Their linebackers aren't great in pass coverage, but they have some – it's LSU. They're going to have big guys, line of scrimmage, who can chase a passer and try to blow up an offensive line. If I'm putting down a number one concern on that side of the ball, that's it. Because there were times Arizona got home just rushing three. So, State has to come out and control that four, sometimes five-man rush, or else Will Rogers is going to have to get rid of the ball a lot faster than he's needed to these first two games. Am I wrong on that?
1: Uh, you're, you're not wrong, but funny you mentioned Will Rogers and pass protection. Uh, set on several occasions on Saturday night, I was, one, impressed with – how Will Rogers got rid of the football. Uh, No wonder, Mike, he's having success in Mike Leach's uh, offense. If you pay attention, uh, I think one was uh, uh, to Duncan uh, uh, several times where he released the football before the player came out of that route. Exactly. And and, and when you have a quarterback, especially, uh, we call him a veteran, but I still see him as a young quarterback. When you have a guy that understands when to get the ball out, how to get the ball out and who to get it out to. I think you give yourself a a huge chance to win and be successful throwing the ball. And you pay attention to a lot of uh, college quarterbacks. They really don't have that magic and up top to know when to get rid of the football, how to get rid of the football and where to get rid of the football. And that's why you see a lot of sack. Also, I thought Marks and Dylan Johnson did a, a, a much better job on Saturday night and pass pro Yes. I saw several times where Arizona blitzed. These guys stepped up in the pocket. They made key blocks. They made a uh, stout block and gave Will Rogers maybe an extra second or two to find a guy downfield. So you worry a little bit, David? I saw it as a as an up-and-coming uh, situation. that's getting better for Mississippi State and pass I really did. I thought it was getting better with the timing of Rogers and the blocking of the running back helping in the pass protection.
0: Well, worry is a relative term and because I, uh, the, any worries I have this year are far more muted compared to the last couple of years, and especially regarding Rodgers because he has shown the knack for getting the ball out of the hands, but that's also a reflection on his receiver core he's more comfortable with them, but they're more comfortable than him. Yes. You mentioned that pass to ducking. I know the one you're talking about, and that's far from the only example this year of Rogers letting it fire to a spot, expecting his receiver to be at that spot. And they're getting there. That's reflected in his passing percentage where the first two seasons, it was too easy to dump the ball off to a running back. Now, He's not just having to wait for it, but he's able to get it out on time, stay in a rhythm and not give the defense a chance to get home against him. Again, LSU is a real step up defensively, but if they don't get home, if the Quinston Sharp and uh, Nick Jones and Cam- Nick Young, Cameron Young, all those guys, if they do their job up front, Cameron Jones, I'm sorry. You know, you know, I think so much of Cam Young to me, the key of the defensive side, they all start getting <laughs> confusing there anyway if they do the job on the offensive front state has a chance to really make some ground this weekend, because I think they can just throw LSU into a bind for a reason you brought up earlier that I wanted to get to the running game. You know, we were joking yesterday with coach Jason Washington. That interview is now on Gene's page today. About uh, what's the chance of using all three of your backs at one time. And he joked back, he's been trying to convince Mike Leach to put in some wishbone sets. Okay. That will never happen, but you get the idea. <laughs>
1: Mike Leach though, David, you never know. I mean, well, you
0: never know. And, and Mike Leach, to be fair, he says the wishbone is the inspiration for the air raid as odd as that sounds. But ha- I worked in this late seventies, early eighties with Henry Ballard's program. So I know what he means by triple option and air raid, but this running game, whether it's by design or by check, probably more off in the latter. Either way, it's working. And if not for uh, just a couple of sacks, think of it. They would have two 100-yard rushing games consecutively. No big deal when you played. A very big deal in an air raid offense.
1: Again, I, you mentioned when I played. It was heavy run, lineup, two receivers, tight end. eye backfield, pound and find out who's the man on the defense. And so uh, things have changed quite a bit. And, uh, in the area of the spread, the RPO, a lot of guys want, a lot of coaches, a lot of teams want to show the arm strength of a quarterback. But in, in, in my opinion, I think the best thing that's happened to Mike Leach's offense, the best thing that's happened for Will Rogers and Mississippi State is that Mike Leach has brought his ego down just a little bit. Said, hey, you know what? I believe in this air raid. I steal my system, I steal what I love, but I can throw those teams off balance. If I can develop this run game, I have some good running back back here. And Mark and Dylan Johnson, by the way, who's a huge load. Why not allow those guys to keep the defense on it? You got team dropping eight back. And that means there's only like three rushes. So you have to kind of take advantage of that and keep defenses or defensive coordinators off balance. That is the key right now. If if I'm a fan, if I'm breaking down Mississippi State, the run game had been the key so far to the uh, air being successful thus far this season.
0: I totally agree with you. And I think that the threat of the run game, whether it's the delay or the straight, they, they even ran a lead play the other night where one of the running backs blocked, the other one carried the ball. You talk about a flashback to how football <laughs> used to be. And we were to- joking in with Coach Washington about that. And he says, we're just trying to take advantage of the ball players we have, which means his running backs. If you can do that, and State has shown it can do it these first two games, you put a little bit of question in the line of those LSU defensive linemen and linebackers. Do I wait to see if it's a handoff? Do I go ahead and commit to coming after the quarterback? And you, better than anyone, can understand, the worst thing you can do to a defense is put them in confusion or question.
1: Yeah. You said it again. The play action, even though now – when you're you're four wide, you're three wide all the time. It's hard. Uh, the play actions are very subtle. They're not as hard as they used to be. With just that small action, that small action, they give the quarterback time enough to get it right over that linebacker's head. That one milli, millisecond that you're you're confused, you're on no man's land. What we call it in football term, that could be huge. And a quarterback getting it over your head, connecting on the slant. Uh, your hands get up just a half a second late and get the ball over your head for a big play. So, yes, you have to have something to make the linebackers guess, to keep the secondary guessing. And, again, we talk about the play action and all those things. That's why that's why the timing of the quarterback getting the ball out. You run the play action, remember I just said, a millisecond. So if the quarterback holds it just a millisecond too long, it could be a, a play the other way for the defense.
0: And that millisecond hasn't been there because Will Rogers trusts his guys. He's getting the ball to where they're supposed to be, and they're getting there. And I posted the other night in the first half of the, the Arizona game that uh, Rogers, he seemed to be reading Arizona's defense like a large print comic book. He just made it look that easy. It wasn't easy, but he made it look easy. And that's the sign of a maturing quarterback and an offense is getting trust in itself. You know, after just two games, Southeastern Conference statistics can't mean a whole lot because of the varying schedules. But for purely what it's worth, the state is leading the SEC in third down conversions, 64%, almost two out of three. They're leading the league in first downs and by a lot. And only Georgia has a better time of possession. Now, Mario, you and I have heard Mike Leach kind of dismiss time of possession as meaningless. It's not meaningless. In today's game, if you've got the ball longer and you make points off of it, it really puts pressure on the other offense to catch, play catch-up with you, and your defense can take advantage of the gambles they're forced to take.
1: Ball control will always, always be a big deal when you're playing football. You mentioned uh, uh, third down percentage. Both sides of the football. On offense, converting, getting another uh, set of fresh set of down, that contributes to the time of possession. Uh, even defensively, stopping people on third down, getting off the field, giving giving your offense another chance to go down and score and put points on the board. So third down is a huge, a huge down. It's probably the big, in my opinion, the biggest down in football. A lot of people like to go first and get some yardage, make it second and third and makeable. But no matter how you put it, that third down is pivotal, whether you're on offense and on de- or on defense. And to have a statistic where – you're leading the SEC to a top in the SEC, early or not, it means a lot for a football team to be able to convert on third down.
0: And I think it reflects to something you said earlier about Leach adapting more to using the running game or certainly letting his quarterback use the running game. I mentioned that he disdains time of possession as a general rule of the game, but you know what? Converting third downs – That is time of possession, and you've got to like that. I know he would rather get 8, 10 yards the first down. Well, who wouldn't? But I'm telling you, if you keep converting third downs, you just grind the defense down physically and emotionally. But other thing you've got to do, especially now that we're in SEC season, you've got to make your kicks. Two missed PATs the other night. They came early. They didn't really – impact the game a whole lot after State took control, but that's worrisome. And and by the way, there's only two SEC teams that have missed a point after this year. And guess what? They play this weekend in Baton Rouge and LSU's missed PAT certainly hurt them a lot more than States did. But point being, you've got to have some trust in your kickers. And right now State's kind of going, I don't know. Are we seeing a repeat of last year when we couldn't count on getting that three points? I, I tend to think that might have factored into Leach's decision on Fourth and three at the four-yard line, instead of, quote, taking the points, well, maybe he wasn't so sure the points would be there, and he went for the touchdown instead. It worked out. But, Mario, you, you've been around this game long enough to know that there in the big games against your peer-type teams, sometimes you just got to take three points. As you
1: just mentioned, and my thought process as you're bringing it up, this game is three phases, especially – when you bring the, the the SEC play in, the Georgia, the Alabama, if you even want a chance to win those games, that people think that you shouldn't win. There's no way the Mississippi State can afford to miss an extra point. At some point during the season, a game is going to be tight. A game is going to be close, and those points will matter. Again, you go walk into any locker room, and any great coach will tell you we need all three phases of the game to win a championship and special teams matter just as much as any pass thrown by any quarterback in this league.
0: Spoken by a man who played for a defensive coordinator who had a real love hate. I'm not going to say which one was larger relationship with kickers over his own years there, (laughs) like quite a few defensive coordinators, but yeah, when the points are there, you've got to make the ones automatically. You need to make the three pointers. So we'll find out. Will this be a three-point game? In fact, uh, if you pay attention to such things, uh, the projections right now have State a couple of points ahead, and since the home team supposedly gets a three-point margin already, uh, that means that there's a lot of uh, momentum out there that's thinking Mississippi State is going to go down and do what it hasn't done since, well, 2020. <laughs> different LSU coach, a di- totally different system, but State walked in there and won, but this time the stadium's going to be full. LSU fans, well, Mario, as you know, they're there to boo. Uh, it could be your visiting team. It could be their own team, but they're there to have fun by booing. I expect a fun evening starting around 5 o'clock on ESPN. I'll be down there at the stadium in the press box updating. Our our full jeans Page team will be on the site as well to give full coverage of Mississippi State's SEC opener, 5 o'clock Saturday evening. Mario, I hope you enjoy watching this one and that you can talk next week about another Bulldog victory.
1: Hey, we're looking to be 3-0 and next week. But they've got to go through a drunk crowd and a lot of booze to get there. They can do it.
0: Oh, yes. But I tell you this, and you youngsters out there, and probably I count you among this too, Mario. My own first visit down there was close on to 40 falls ago, and that's back when, believe it or not, folks, Mississippi State won more often than not. Those were the old triple option days, and LSU never got a good grasp on it, especially when John Bond was reeling off four straight victories in the series. So will those days ever come again? I don't know. All I care about is this year's game. So let's play it this week. We hope you've enjoyed this visit back into the doghouse with Mario and Murray and Mississippi State football. And if you like what you're hearing, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. So thank you for listening to the doghouse on the Believe Network, brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts.